Good morning, everybody. It's nice to be able to be with you, if not be digitally this year. Um, we've been watching the new series of The Crown on Netflix. I don't know whether you've managed to catch any of it. And uh, even if you haven't, I'm sure that you will realise that it has caused a little bit of a stir over its depiction of the relationship between Diana and the royal family, particularly Diana and Charles. Um, and I confess we're not too far into it. We are resisting the temptation, I suppose, of binge watching it. But the last episode that uh, we caught was the one that recounted how Michael Fagan had broken into the palace to talk to the Queen. And of course, just like the accusations over the Charles and Diana storyline, this one too has been slammed by none other than Mr. Fagan himself, who says Netflix had just got so much wrong about the whole thing. The creator and writer of The Crown, Peter Morgan, responding to some of these accusations over how maybe things have been embellished slightly, um, has been quoted as saying that the team does its very best to get it right whilst also admitting that sometimes you just have to forsake accuracy, but remember to never forsake the truth. So I thought to myself, well, what was the truth of what was going on in that episode where Michael Fagan broke into Buck Palace? It was obvious to see that he was a, a troubled soul who'd become trapped by the circumstances around him into life that was far from happy and fulfilling. And way before any knowledge of the social distancing that we all know about and experience today, he felt there was a lot of social distance between him and anyone who might have had the power to have made anything better for him. They were just far too removed from life as he really knew it. In a 1993 radio interview, Fagan told listeners that in his head, the Queen was representing all that was keeping him down. And, and taking away his voice. And he said he just wanted her to know what it felt like to be an ordinary chap trying to make ends meet. And here's why I love the whole Christmas story, really, and the truth that it makes real for all of us. That the God who created all things, the all-powerful, almighty one, it comes to us as one of us and for us. We don't have to break into a palace. We don't have to get through security. We don't have to book an appointment or even just wait in the hope of a chance encounter because God comes to us not to parade his might and power and goodness before us all. So we're overwhelmed with fear at ever being able to approach him or maybe we just feel despondent because the social distance between us is too huge. He comes as a small refugee child born into poverty, into ordinariness. So he knows and understands and feels what it is to be an ordinary chap just trying to make ends meet. In Jesus, God has effectively done away with all social distancing. And that's why one of the names of Jesus is simply Emmanuel, God with us, which on all accounts is worthy of celebrating. And my prayer is that over this Christmas season, that you all might know what it is to have Emmanuel, God with you.